Hour number two. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, no Rose. He's in Italy. Uh, Julian McKenzie here today and tomorrow. And next week, the franchise in. Eric Francis is going to be joining us from 7 to 9. He's not coming in for the 6 o'clock hour, which I don't blame him. Patrick, <laughs> you and I got to grind those out. Well, all right. But uh, Eric Francis will be in all week next week, 7 to 9, during Stampede. We need to figure out something for that. We'll talk. I'm, I'm not here on the Thursday. Why? I have a thing. You have a thing? You, you have, have a thing? thing. Okay. Uh, we got GVP We got here. GVP. We'll probably have another another one help out. I think Cam's in with you guys. Oh. The okay. 14th? Uh, he, 13th? I'm, I'm on the afternoons next week, so Cam's what? in with you in the mornings. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I... Check the schedule. Show up. I'm here until tomorrow. Yeah, you are. Um, we're also uh, giving away tickets, uh, a pair of tickets, two tickets. So you and a buddy or your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, whatever, what son, daughter, whoever you want to bring, cousin, enemy, whoever you want to bring to this thing. We're giving away tickets to all 10 days of the Badlands Music Festival. All 10 days. Like the acts are pretty cool at this thing. Lee Bryce with Cooper Allen. I know Julian's a fan. Don't laugh. Um, the the Rhinestone Rodeo and, and Two Friends going to be there. Two Friends is a comedy uh, thing, I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, Loud Luxury. Yeah. And Bijou. I've never heard of Bijou, but a Loud Luxury I know of. Okay. Uh, Fisher with Green Velvet. Like all of these acts. Um, my man Dead Mouse with Spencer Brown is going to be there too. Mm. Like we're giving away tickets to every... You can go every day. You can go for like five minutes and just leave because you got tickets <laughs> to every day. You can do whatever you want. And how we're doing it is it's on the text line and uh, you got you to gotta give us a clever answer to this. Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank in honor of Michael Stone hanging up the skates yesterday, officially announcing his retirement after a very nice 12 year career in the national hockey league. Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank nine sixty nine sixty name and location. I know where some of you are going already with this. Mm-mm. You're not going to win the tickets. Some people are being creative, but the, the more creative you get, the more chance you have to win the tickets. I said in the six o'clock hour, and you should always listen to the six o'clock hour on the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcast. I asked them, we're going to go around the room and get a clever answer from each four of you. The other guys in the other room are like, uh-oh, this is happening right now. It's happening now. I'm scrambling. Michael Stone's shot was harder than what, Julian McKenzie? Uh, my answer is Dennis Rodman crashing into a cliff. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, Oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh, no. We don't know exactly what happened. He was jerked back into that cliffside. Okay. Yeah. That was great. I love that. Oh, man. I like that. He's just hanging. That's there. just there. Just that's a deep cut. <laughs> he knocked himself out. Yeah. <laughs> that's a deep cut. GVP, can you play that audio again, please? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> we don't know exactly what happened. He was jerked back into that cliffside. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, he didn't die, so we could laugh about He's it. Still yeah, here. He's still with us. I like that deep cut. <laughs> Thank you. 
I like that deep cut. I have to think about it. Uh, I thought uh, at first I thought maybe this was going to be too specific. Yeah. But then I thought, you know what? It'll be better if I have audio. So, man, uh, you, if yeah. you actually watch the Dennis Rodman story, like he had a tough upbringing. Oh yeah, of and course. And he persevered, and uh, you know, made himself a, a great life. I just think that the the biggest plot twist is uh, his relationship with North Korea, which is like the weirdest thing in the world. You want to say like he's gonna patch things up, but then it's like, what is he actually doing? I know Kim Jong Un and him; they love basketball, obviously. So they've got that. Well, Kim Jun's uh, uh, Kim Jong Un's father, Kim Jong Il, uh, in his only round of yeah. golf, shot thirty nine. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> the first time he tried golf, he shot thirty nine and had like four holes in one. Because why wouldn't he? He's the supreme leader. Yeah. Whatever he enjoy says your goes. tree bark uh, <laughs> while you're watching the supreme leader. I'm uh, not going to fight him on that. Absolutely not, no, sir. No, mm-hmm. no. Um, thirty nine. Um, Patrick Michael Stone shot was harder than what? Michael Stone shot was harder than the Chicago Bears trying to get a starting quarterback. Okay, mm. not bad. Mm-hmm. Rexy Grossman got to the Super Bowl. With sexy Rexy. Yeah. Um, Jim McMahon. Jake Cutler, Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon won, won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl but it wasn't on his back. That's for sure. Um, I mean, there's so many. There's a of laundry them. list. I mean, we'll see what Justin Fields can do. I think Justin Fields is the I truth. I think he's got a chance. Yeah, they just need to block for him. That Wait kid was running for his life last season at times. Wasn't Henry Burris? A Henry Burris did start a game Smiling at one Hank. point Smiling for Hank. the Chicago Bears. It's actually he didn't even start in Chicago. Is when they played that one year in Champaign, Illinois. Yeah, that's where he played. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're okay. struggling. That's All right, a struggle list. That's We're, a Green Bay Packers fan. That's thing. a Packer fan thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, GVP. Um, Michael Stone's shot was harder than what? I, I would say it's harder than a David Goggins uh, workout montage. They don't know me, son. Who's gonna carry the boats and the logs? Stay hard. <laughs> Who the? Stay Who's hard. that? Who's that? <laughs> David Goggins. Why did he Who's, yell? Stay hard. Stay Who's David hard. Goggins? He's like this guy that's like a, he's like a former Navy SEAL does these like oh, okay. oh, uh, Instagram reels where he's like just talks about how he's like running like 10 miles a day or whatever. He has a book called Never Finished and Can't Hurt Me. Yeah, he's nuts. Here's him holding a. No. Yeah, here's the thing. Him holding a. He has a book called Never Finished. Stay hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of jokes you could make with Mr. Goggins. I'm sorry. Like you you definitely would have got me if you would have went Rex Quando from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Bow to your sensei. <laughs> you think you Break think the loser like away. that goes home to Starla? You think I go home to Starla every night? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I like that. Uh Shan's our intern. Uh he's in all week. Uh, he's gonna have a Wimbledon report. A lot of airtime for you today. No kidding. This is exciting. <laughs> um, Michael Stone's shot was harder than what? Harder than my muscles, but not by much. I, I gotta, I gotta mention that because on location uh, tomorrow at Calgary Stampede Parade. And when I say not by much, like I'm up to 250 right now. Don't mess with us tomorrow. <laughs> nothing. You're yeah, not getting by me. He's yeah, swole. he's he's our he's our security. Yeah, tomorrow, he's super which swole. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Wiry. Um, can wiry, I just say? Wiry. <laughs> Can I just say I wouldn't be giving the tickets to any of you right now? Really? Not yeah. even my Dennis Rodman one? I did like I did appreciate the effort. Well, I do appreciate that. But it's gonna be hard for people to text in the sound clip. Well, at least I have the benefit of being in studio to do 960, that. 960 name and location. Michael Stone shot was harder than blank. Michael Stone shot was harder than blank. And somebody texted in harder than winning tickets to sports at 960. Well, it's not supposed to be easy. No. no just... Like, you want you to earn it. Like, we're giving you tickets to every day at the Badlands Music Festival. Every day. 
on uh, Sneak a Peek, Stampede Eve, um, Luke Gazdick at the bottom of the hour, Michael Stone uh, calling in a career. I, you know what? I was I, I was honestly a little surprised yesterday because yeah. I thought pencil them in another season of a. <laughs> PTO for Michael Stone hanging around during training camp, making the team right at the end. I thought that was I thought we were going to see that again, but obviously uh, with Shillington coming back, I don't know what the is no hand thing. It seems like the the longer we go along here, like it seems like a real possibility that Noah Hannafin starting the season with the Calgary Flames. So uh, the blue line's a little packed right now, uh, and uh, no room for Michael Stone. And good for him for getting a, a job with the organization. And he's a guy that's uh, beloved here in Calgary. Uh, obviously, a great career with the Hitman yep. back in the day, too. Um, and I was just a little surprised that he called it a career. I thought we were going to go through the Michael Stone thing again during training camp. I, I can understand that. The one thing I can't help but think is is him uh, on garbage day basically just making that plea openly through the media. Like, okay, he wants to stay here. He did not want to go anywhere else. It was In my mind, it was either, okay, he's... Chilling uh, with the PTO option, or maybe the Flames do something like sign him to an AHL deal and let him play with the Wranglers. Well, that, like we we think it's we think like as, as just people here in Calgary, we think oh it's it's a cute thing. Oh, Michael's gonna sign his one year PTO. It's gonna be fine. He'll be fine with that. I mean, like, dude's not even he's thirty three. Yeah, and at some he's point you're like you're so like, how many more PTOs am I gonna keep doing? <laughs> like, I just yeah. I want some stability. I yeah. need like I'm or I would just need a career here instead of just being like, well, Michael's good. He'll sign with us. No problem. He'll yeah. be fine. We'll, we'll call him on September 30th or whatever. Like, yeah, show up, buddy. And then go through the anxiety of or whatever he might feel in the yeah, summer of not, trying to figure out if he's going to play or not. That's not fair to the person. I agree. So I, I, I totally, I, I'm I, I'm sure he didn't want to retire. I, I'm almost positive he didn't want to. Yeah. But I'm glad that the organization made a spot for him, that he can continue his career in hockey. But yeah, it was always just, it kind of got like, it kind of got, I felt sorry for him in a way mm-hmm. there at the end here. It was just like, yeah, he'll be, I know that's what he is. He's not anything more than that, but it just kind of like the flames just kept going into the stone wagon yeah. and over and over and over again. Like, and even on this team, if you were to go through all of that again, I mean, George kind of mentioned it, but he's he, at best the seventh defenseman. Yeah. Like you're not penciling him as the, as a third no. pairing guy alongside Nikita Zadorov. No. Like that's, that's not where that's going. No. I mean, even if you want to go through some of the other depth defensemen, I mean, I mean, Dennis Gilbert played a couple games. Well, they I mean, just signed Osterley, right? Yeah, yeah that it, too. Right? Osterley and Gilbert. Gilbert will be the 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 six, seven, seven, eight type guys. Those yeah, will be them. Yeah. So, so already for Michael Stone, it was going to be tough for him yeah. to get into the lineup. So this is the best possible option where he gets to still stay in Calgary. Yeah. His family already kind of laying their roots here and doing their thing. Mm-hmm. You might as well just yeah. Mention he's th- coaching his kids now. Yeah. in sports. So like, I think this is an yeah. ideal situation for him. Yeah. Um. Now it's getting to a point where it's lean, uh, free agency wise, uh, trade news wise. Uh, a lot of the insiders have uh, jumped ship and went. Uh, they're into the cabins now. Yeah, they oh, went yeah. to their cottages uh, all over uh, this beautiful country. So um, I, it, it's getting to a point now where yeah, I, I'm not sure if we're going to hear anything regarding Elias Lindholm anytime soon. I'm not sure if we're going to hear anything uh, when it comes to Noah Hannifin. Obviously. Um, there's a lot of talk. And my favorite thing, did you guys see this on Twitter yesterday? And I always love these tweets because they're so meaningless and you can grab photos from any time. Oh, oh yes. The MLSC plane was at the Calgary yeah, airport yesterday. I saw, that. Uh, I saw that. Guys, guys, touch grass, okay? Why do they need a whole ass plane yeah. 
to make a trade. Telephones exist. Yeah. And by the way, the, the Marley's logo on the plane was an old one. You know, as I, as I was, as yeah. I, I, <laughs> so as I was communicating with, with, uh, another friend of mine yesterday who made this brilliant suggestion, maybe Brad Trilliven came back to get his golf clubs. Maybe he came back to go get some stuff. Maybe someone in MLSC just wanted to fly out to Calgary and then yeah. make a quick drive over to BAM. Use the private, exactly. Use the private plane, go to the mountains. Yeah, man. Come on. Somebody in ownership. You know, like it's not like they're using that PJ to fly out William Nylander yeah. to sell him on going mm. to Calgary while he's still a member, <laughs> a contracted That's member tampering. of <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, Let's I, all calm down. I don't know what I don't know what's better. Um the airplane stuff or he just sold or bought a house. Oh, like which man. one's better? The real estate angle or the airport airplane thing? No, the the, the at least the house thing. Maybe there's something to it. Like sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. The airplane thing is ridiculous. Yeah. And go touch grass, people. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's just yeah. Right away. Oh, here's the trade. A uh, Neilander's on that plane. It's gonna get introduced. Like the come on. I could just yeah. <laughs> the eyeball emoji. Like oh, the yeah. Yeah, trade. yeah. They have they have Side phones eye. and FaceTime that they can even do it face to face if they prefer, bro. Yeah, uh, instead of the plane uh, flying here. And we have no idea why, even if that was here, in fact. But again, it's an old Marley's logo on the wing. (laughs) So I don't even know if that's an updated photo. Again, it's just so easy. Again, I know maybe a a mistruth on the internet. Is that even possible? We need Snopes on it. Yeah, that's it. We need to verify it. I mean, Twitter has that built-in feature where they're able to verify stuff, right? Yeah. But we could also see, like we did last year, that it was a little later on in the summer that the Kachuk trade happened. Yeah, I was about to say that too. We're still about like 13. Oh, whose phone is that? That's uh, That's your phone. uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Why is Luke Gazdick trying to call me? Okay. Uh-oh, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully, but yeah, to your point, George, right. like, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, the Kachuk-Huberto trade happened, like, days after Johnny Gaudreau leaves and after the 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 early embers of, of the free agency period start to die down. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible that we see movement later. I mean, uh, Nazem Kadri got flipped in August, right? No, so he got signed in August, and yeah, Sean Monaghan got flipped. Nazem Kadri was... Oh, he he had himself a summer. Yeah, he was summer. he was he was weighing his options, and he definitely was chasing the bag. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely he's a guy that wrong. played under a very team friendly contract for years with the Maple Leafs and Avalanche. Mm-hmm. And he's like, time to get me mine. After I uh, was a big part of that Avalanche Stanley Cup winning team, want to get paid, and he did eventually. Good for Nazem Kadri. Nothing Good. wrong with that. But like, I just again, all of a sudden, and we had Eric Francis on this week saying, yeah, mate. Maybe something's not close. Maybe we maybe we're going to go into training camp, and I think that's just it's tough because that's going to be a big time distraction, right? All these questions about no Hanovan's future and Eric, like he 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 said it on Wednesday. It's not like Hanovan said he doesn't want he doesn't like Calgary, he doesn't want to be here. He's just not going to sign long term, and that's it. And that's his right. Yep. He has absolutely right to determine where he wants to play professional hockey moving forward. It's not like he trashed the city of Calgary and said, I hate it there. I'm never going to play again for the Flames. No, I'm just not going to sign long-term. Much like Tyler Toffoli did. Toffoli liked his time in Calgary. He said, did. And he apparently wanted a, a lot more term than the Flames were willing to offer him, and they moved him, which is fine. That happens. So we could be heading into a season with both Lindholm and Hannafin on the roster without a contract extension, which I don't think a lot of us saw happening. Lindholm, Hannafin. Oh, Tanev. Tanev. Backlund. Shillington. 
like it's 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 a handful of guys. Like so many so many times we see a situation where it's a team's got to figure out what they're going to do with one player. How many times have we seen a team do that with up to at least seven guys who play regularly? And I understand that there are varying levels of proficiency with all of those guys, but for 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 a team that said they did not want to enter the season with a bunch of expiring contracts. This is very interesting to me because mm-hmm. I understand that the trade market is not has not produced the returns that they would like to see at the same time. They and, and it's very likely they might not do this, too. But if it gets to that point where even if like still like five of those guys are there, like or at least it would be six because they did offload to Foley. That's still a lot of players and a lot of questions and potentially a lot of distractions mm-hmm. for our season. Uh, 960, 960, name and location. Keep them rolling in. Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank. Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank. Bad news on the Luke Gazdick front. He's what, not, he just he, bailed on us? He's not feeling well. He's not oh, good. He's no. not oh, no. weather. Oh, it's yeah, not cool. No. So uh, he promises to do it next week sometime. Okay, well, that's unfortunate For that sure. Luke Gazdick Sorry, will Luke. not be joining us yeah. at 730. Uh, we're still giving away, uh, like I said, the uh, tickets to the all 10 days of the Badlands Music Festival um, and we got a lot we can play. <laughs> 960, 960, name and location. Uh, Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank. Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank. 960, 960, name and location. Uh, we'll mix in some text messages. I also got to tell you about the uh, the nightmare fuel at the amusement park. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear the story. Yeah, uh, we'll do that next. And uh, I want to talk to Julian about potentially um, maybe the Flames and Maple Leafs getting together on a deal. Mm-hmm. And how awkward that potentially could be. We'll do that next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. No Rose. Mackenzie. Sports at 960. The fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sports at 960. The fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Downtown studio. Unfortunately, Luke Gazdick was supposed to join us, but he's a little under the weather. We wish Luke the best. We'll connect with him very shortly. At the top of the hour. Ryan Leslie covers the flames for Sportsnet. He'll join us. The news that Michael Stone... Hanging up the skates after a very nice 12-year career in the National Hockey League. 552 NHL games, 41 goals, 145 points, 228 games with the Calgary Flames. Uh, no Matty He's in Italy. Julian McKenzie in today and tomorrow. We're doing the broadcast live from the Stampede Parade tomorrow morning. Exciting times. Like pre, we're doing like the, the pregame show, but we're not. Yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. Like, but what's not like, what, do we have information on the parade tomorrow? Like what, what? It's not like we're saying. So at ten thirty, this float is going to come. Yeah, by. no, we will. We, I, we likely won't have the rundown of what's there. Uh, I can't even tell you. The, the, the Grand Marshal is an astronaut. Really? I believe. Oh, uh, is which it one? A, yeah, which one? Is it, it Roberta Bondar? Uh, let me find out here. Is it Chris Hatfield? No, it's not Chris Hatfield. I, I'm out of uh, Canadian astronauts. Then. It. Uh, yeah, my, my knowledge uh, of Canadian it astronauts. It is uh, Jeremy Hansen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean Canadian astronauts just really cool. Yeah, he's the uh, he'll be the first Canadian to venture to the moon. He'll be a part of the uh, Artemis two mission. Oh, are they actually going to go to the moon for the first time? Yeah, twenty twenty three. We're also oh, gi- hey, oh, hey. we're also giving away. Uh, I'm just kidding. I mean, they have, I'm just kidding. They had Kevin Costner last year. Can we so. play the X Files theme whenever uh, George <laughs> Russell decides you know my, to go conspiracy listen, on us? Our listeners know my opinion on conspiracy theories. Do I believe there's a conspiracy theory? Or everything? No. But to believe that like there isn't at least one or two conspiracy theories is insane to me. No, they, well, because I I am I trust the government like through and through. Stop whistling into the microphone. Sorry, X Files. No, I know. 
Yeah, no, no, just, you know, the two bullets that hit JFK were from different guns. But no, no, it's not a conspiracy at all. Hey, the fluoride you had at, uh, when you go to the dentist? Yeah, that's yeah, bad for I'm you. I'm just saying. Don't trust your government, kids. I'm just saying. George Russick says so. Tower 7 fell over on its own. Oh, wow. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> Patty Dubas is looking at me just like, oh, no, I'm just saying. Me. I'm just saying. I don't, listen, I don't believe. Listen, I don't believe in every conspiracy, but to not believe that there isn't a conspiracy okay. theory or two, All right. that's insane. If we're going to go there, that's insane. We're going to go there. No, um, no, don't do your. Oh, okay, you're going to do that are you, one? Are you sure? Well, I mean, out of all the conspiracies, this is the one you want to. Okay. The one conspiracy theory I believe. Okay. And I feel comfortable sharing it with all of you because right. I feel like we've gotten to know each other a little bit better these last few days. Okay. Stevie Wonder is not blind. Okay. All right. That is my one. Out of all the ones. That is my one conspiracy theory I'm willing okay. to entertain. There's okay. a there's a chart that the Boston Globe made um, where it's it, it starts at the bottom where it's uh, grounded in reality. So conspiracy theories that, you know, they have some traction. Yeah. And then it goes all the way up to detached from reality. Oh, boy. Conspiracy. So it's actually a really good, uh, it goes through like, Grounded reality, living reality, reality denial. The uh, well, yeah, it just uh, it gets a little worse as you go up. Mm -hmm. Just some some crazy things. But yeah, the Boston Globe uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, again, like again, if you actually and they still haven't released it. It's been fifty years. Like like different bullets hit John F. Kennedy. Like that's facts. Like people did the ballistics on the on GVP, the bullets. Do we have that X Files theme? No, but but no. But like again, you say stuff like that. But if you actually like like look at the actual facts of the case, that's not conspiracy. That's facts. So it's impossible that a gun would shoot the same two different types of bullets. I'm not an expert, man. But I'll, I'm just saying. I'll, but I'll I'm just saying. You, but I've, I've, I've watched the things on this. Like I, I watched I it on A and E. It was fascinating. You're right. You're the Denver. Right. International airport conspiracy theories are my favorite. Okay, again, well, again, again, because it's the center of the world. I get it. The center of the continent, blah, blah, blah. It's, okay, wait, now, the, now what, we're getting... But wait, then the airport the plays into that. Have you, like, the art and everything they have at the yeah, airport. I know. Wait, they, have that, uh, they have that, they have the blue I know, we're getting, yeah, that, we're, we're that, going down a rabbit the, hole here. Did you say the Blucifer? Blucifer, it's a blue, it's that Bronco that's, like, outside the airport. It's got, like, red eyes, and yeah. it's massive. It's a massive blue horse. What? It's called Blucifer. What the And like heck? throughout all the airport they have like they have like lizard people paintings and everything. <laughs> it's they no! play into the fact that what? people think it's a conspiracy theory I missed all that when I ran through the airport. <laughs> yeah. you, you go see you know, yeah. people go I've been to the Denver airport, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that at all when I was there. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm just saying it's insane to think that there isn't at least one conspiracy theory. The truth That's all is I'm out saying. There, it is. Just like COVID came from a bat. That <laughs> sure did. That, that that came out early. It was a bad in a wet market. Okay, sure. When that's been that's insanity. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. To, I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about it. So we have Toronto George and conspiracy theory George. <laughs> no, it, I'm no, glad we've established. No, it, it this. came from a bat, right, Julian? Y yes. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. It you, didn't. You, do you genuinely think it was made? Of, watch. I'm not watch getting the John Stewart no, clip. I'm not getting a COVID misinformation. No. Okay. Oh no, it came from a bat. We'll we'll go with that. Um, don't sure. Don't, you no, no, sure. You're not no, getting. No, no, no. You're not getting me on this. No. Again, forget it. I'm just, just suspend reality. That the lab was actually anyway. What is this techno remix? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm good with this music, GVB. I'm good. All right. Um, speaking, speaking of conspiracy theories, I'm done. Like, again, I again, it's just, I, I just like facts and like just 
People Facts, like no printer. People like, <laughs> we, like everything. Back to back text. George, your hot takes give me joy. Joy, George is dumb as hell. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. The duality of George. Yeah. The duality of hey, George. Listen, again, again, yeah. It just makes total sense that it came from a bat. I hope, okay, pe- I hope um, people didn't take us seriously, though. No, it's fine. Uh, we're just having fun. Yeah. Um, conspiracy theory that uh, the Flames and the Leafs are going to get together on a trade. Like, if you're Craig Conroy, how nervous would you be making a trade with Bradtree Living? I mean... Like, he knows them. Yeah. I'm sure they're boys. Yeah. Sure they're friend, I'm sure they know each other inside and out. Yeah. And so Bradtree if, Living if likes Craig. calling him, if he's giving him a call, say, hey, I kind of want this guy, is Conroy like, whoa, wait a minute. I would like to think that they know each other enough that, like, Craig should be able to catch on wise to certain negotiating tactics that Brad would be able to try to pull off, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not... Like, I always envisioned that, like, a lot of people would look at those two and be like, yeah, they're totally going to make a move. And it's, yeah, something crazy is going to happen. And then it's going to be like, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. Clark Bishop for an equivalent player in the Toronto Marley system. Like, I... like. I don't, I don't, I would be very surprised as much as I know we discussed it earlier in the week, but like, could you imagine like Brad for living and Craig Conroy, like the big deal they do together is like a William Nylander trip. Like, no, I don't think that's going to happen. I would think like, they you don't just, think that can happen. It could like happen. Like a Noah Hannafin trade. Like you have to be really creative. Like the it's Leafs, not, the Leafs need to address their blue line. Yeah. But, and, and it feels like the, well, the flames really have no choice because yeah. the guy of, 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 I, I'm sure the flames don't want Noah Hannafin to leave. I'm sure they'd love Noah Hannafin to sign here long-term and be a member of this blue line for years to come. Absolutely. But he's been very um, upfront with the organization, and credit to him for being honest, saying, hey, I don't want to stay here long-term. I'm not going to sign an extension. So the Flames have to trade that asset, which is fine. It's professional sports. These things happen. Absolutely. Matthew Kachuk did it. Yep. Sure, uh, it was painful watching Kachuk go all the way to the Stanley Cup Final and be one of the best players in the NHL this past season. But it is just one year. But at least he was up front. He was. And it is just one year. And, and the Noah Hannafin, very, very similar situation here. I'm not going to stay long-term, potentially trade me. That's fine. Brad Trulivy knows what Noah Hannafin's about. He traded for him, for goodness sake. He knows what he's all about. Maybe he wants to have him on that Leafs blue line. Because you look at that Leafs blue line, it stinks. Like, John Klingberg stinks. Yeah. Like, I, Morgan Riley's good. But he's not a number one. He's not work. He's nowhere close to being number one. TJ Brody's fine. Like he's still a good defensive defenseman, right? Uh, Jake Muzzin's done. Like that blue line is just it's old and it just isn't very good when you're playing when you're paying four guys. You know the amount of money that they are and the amount of money Austin Matthews is going to make. And we don't know what the William Elander contract is going to look like. They need a defenseman there, and they have one here in Calgary, and they need a scoring winger. That's why that just you connect the dots, and we talked to franchise about it on uh, yesterday or on Tuesday, um, or was it Wednesday? It was yesterday. It was yesterday, Wednesday. Yes, um, it just makes too many uh, thoughts connecting the dots with William Nylander and Noah Hannafin. Like it just it just makes a ton of sense when you kind of zoom back and go, "Hey, Brad Trevin likes Noah Hannafin. The Flames have needed a scoring winger for how long, Patrick? At least two years here in Calgary. Yeah. Probably even longer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also, William Nylander, guess what? Shoots right-handed. Yep. Uh, there's a dearth of right-handed forwards on the uh, Calgary Flames. Game-breaking forward. Yep. They've needed game-breakers. Mm-hmm. It just makes a ton of sense. And I don't know if William Nylander... Again, and everybody I, keeps saying that I keep harping on the William Nylander thing, but it just makes like, a ton of sense. Nylander would be fine if Jonathan Huberto wasn't on the team. 
I, I just don't know about two wingers you're going to pay $9.5 million plus two uh, and then have your center depth completely decimated because Lindholm probably won't be around. Backlund probably won't be around. You want Nazem Kadri to be your 1C? Wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Mm. Like when we discussed this earlier this week, yeah. uh, like, I mean, George kind of brought up the idea of not just trading for 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 Nylander as just a way to kind of solidify yeah. that right hand side, yeah. but that could also be a way to entice Lindholm to stay longer as well. You can have there the money. A- That's four players you're gonna be paying a ton of money to. No, um, but I know the cap's going up. I know it, it, Alleg- it, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. That's a tough one. Yeah, it, you're basically basically creating a Toronto Maple Leafs esque problem mm-hmm. if you do that. That is fair without the high. Uh, well, you have some. You yeah, don't have an but, Austin Matthews. But you know, no. what, you know what I think is funny that we that everybody talks about that, but the Flames did this. Like nobody, again, people were like, people were excited when Nazem Kadri signed here. Mm. Yeah, they were. Oh yeah, because people were so hurt, and there was a lot of emotion attached to Goudreau and Kachuk mm-hmm. leaving. Mm-hmm. So when Kadri uh, signed the contract, people were thrilled that Nazem Kadri was coming here, mm-hmm. and that was a name that was connected to Calgary for how many years? That the Brad Bradtree well, was tried super interesting. In tried trade for him. He That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said no, here. and then eventually, yeah. when the Flames were the only ones who were giving him the amount of money that they did in the amount of term, he decided to come to Calgary, which is great. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see a better version of Nazem Kadri this season, which is fine. The Jonathan Huberto contract, I wasn't crazy about right away, but when you look at the season he had, mm-hmm. people were excited that Jonathan Best Huberto season not only, by a left winger. not only got traded here, but also mm-hmm. decided that I'm going to sign a long-term deal. That made people excited. It's just funny how 12 months changes everyone's perception oh, yeah. on how the salary cap is managed in Calgary. Because when you look at it, this was a deep team heading into last season. And if they had any sort of average goaltending, this would have been a playoff team. I like... That's what makes this so crazy with this team and how people just throw crap on Huberto and all these mm-hmm. players. They're not bad players. They mm-hmm. had a bad year. Yeah. And literally, if you could point to so many things that went wrong with that team, if one of those things go right, whether it's not having as many OT losses, they win a few more of those one-goal games, if Jacob Markstrom plays league average goaltending, if Dan Vladar plays league average goaltending, they're a playoff team. Like I, I like I, I get it. They're not perfect. Maybe this isn't a team that is at the tier of Stanley Cup contender that mm-hmm. everyone expected. I don't know if you know if they would have made the playoffs. Maybe they play that tough style, that tough brand that at least Noah Hannafin thought that mm-hmm. you know would have been good enough for them to make some damage in the playoffs. But this could have been a playoff team if one of those things go right. But it's one thing to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe you're not sold on the core of them being a legit Stanley Cup contender. But when you go so far as to be like, man, like Huberto's a bomb or no, Kadri yeah. sucks. All these guys suck. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. No, I, I think I, I don't think they suck at all. And I think Huberto, you're going to see a new Huberto. I think Kadri's going to bounce back as well. Uh, okay, it's but, just, it was a shock to the system after uh, what we experienced here with Goudreau and Kachuk. Right. And I get you have to, you have to make up for that. You couldn't unless you yeah. were going to like we, we could have rebuilt last year. That could have been the whole thing. Like Brad Treeling was like, we're done. This is it. Our two best players are now gone. We traded for some pieces, but we got a good, really good piece. Yeah. Kachuk could like that Kachuk deal could have made could have gone elsewhere. We don't know what else was out there. Carolina's deal. We don't know what else was out there. We don't know. There were a lot of teams that were that were supposedly in on Kachuk. I just I just I kind of uh it puts a smile on my face when I hear that take all the time too that oh he's gonna have a bounce back year and what if they don't? 
Yeah, that's possible. Like again, every, like again, I I generally. But am, is he that player that he's like? Is he a sixty point player for the rest of his career? But think? was he the hundred and fifteen point player he was two years ago? But we'd like to think no, he's probably he, in the middle, somewhere right? in between. He has sure. to be right, be a point yeah. per game player. And if yeah. he's in that middle, that's a pretty good. Wi- I mean, I understand maybe you're like, mm, I don't know if that's ten and a half, but that's still a pretty good first line winger if he's in the middle of a fifty five point and a hundred and fifteen points. Mm-hmm. I. Again, there's there's a lot of pressure on Jonathan Huberto this season, um, and apparently he's a guy that within the organization he's been calling um, the young guys. Yeah, like yeah. Elliot talked about it on Thirty Two Thoughts on he the wants, podcast. Yeah, organizing. He, he's he yeah. he wants to be a team guy, likes everyone included, and that's yep. good that he's welcoming all the new guys to Calgary. That was his thing in Florida. They they yep. desperately need him to be, but th- this this notion that uh, the Flames it's just the situation they're in now. Yeah, just that's how things worked out, and if you have to have you know. Four guys, Lindholm included, if they keep Lindholm to make that that amount of money, if uh, William Nylander was able to make it uh, to Calgary via trade, okay, then you sign him, mm-hmm. right? Or like you're just trading Noah Hannafin away for picks and prospects. Are you okay with that? I th- Are people I, in Calgary okay with I that? I think so. I think they, a lot of people. I in think this we're reaching the point yep. in this team. They need to start replenishing that cupboard with picks. Yep, yep. I get it. But, yep, but again, people also forget how many first round picks actually hit. And I mean, especially in this organization, feels. But as drafts go, like I, people just, they're so. I think we have more inform- first round picks. We have more information. We have just more, just more data on these guys, and I think you're seeing less first round mm. busts now in I the mean, last five, six years. Is that true? I mean, at the very least, the, the, the concept of a bust exists, but even at that too, it's not. Sometimes it's not just the player that you I think pick, you're more likely to get a short thing nowadays than very fair throwing things at a dartboard. You know, like I think you, you're more likely to get more. You have more of an idea of who you're picking just nowadays. And it doesn't have That's to be fair. a first rounder. You can find guys in the second, third round that can contribute. Absolutely. And, and then the yeah. thing is that you don't want to go into, like, they didn't have, they had six picks this year. Yeah. But you don't want to go into a draft with like four or five. There's been, like last year, that three picks, three last, picks year. last year. And I get it was a different situation. They traded their first and everything because they were contender. But it, it is a time that they need to replenish some some guys. It, it's, a, it's a bottom 10 prospect organization it absolutely is and i think in the case of the fl- and for any organization with with draft picks as well it's not just who you pick sometimes it's how you go about cultivating that player too yeah. there are guys who look like the ideal thing to pick at a particular overall selection mm-hmm. but maybe you rush them too early or mm-hmm. something happens with them mentally that uh, basically affects their 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 trajectory as a player sometimes it's not just the player you pick it's just something happens along the way mm-hmm. that messes that up but to the earlier point that george was trying to make yeah, I, I think in this situation here, if if Hannafin goes for picks and 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 prospects, that's not a bad idea. I, maybe for Elias Lindholm, it's a much different situation if you have to go there. Yeah, but I think if you're in a situation where you have to offload Noah Hannafin and you get picks and prospects back, mm-hmm. or at the very like, even if it's just like a young player who can, even if they have to slam in the bombs, like he's yeah. sort of ready he's on to his play way. Him. He's on his yeah. way. Yeah, I think that's fine. That plays into the mo of Craig Conroy, yeah. which is to get younger players into the lineup. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a player position prospect pick. It can be right. a on his way up young 21, 22 year old player prospect, nineteen year old, and some picks. And I think if I'm making that trade for a guy that said I don't want to be here next year, even if we're contending. I don't want to be here. Well, again, I, I had the rant about mediocrity. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, what I've noticed in this market is, you know, fans and media fall in love with some mediocrity mm-hmm. and they get attached to some players. That's fair. Who have never won anything here. Yep. Like, I'm, again, I, but but at the yeah. same time, we've talked about it all week. If Elias Lindholm is staying long term, 
you've made your bed. Yeah. You you, yes. you can't yeah. strip this thing down. It's the then, end game. Then try to go get William Nylander. Yep. And have a foursome of Nylander, Kadri, Huberto, and Lindholm as as the linchpin of your franchise. And you hope to build around that. Yeah. And you hope to be and and again, what did, what did we hear during the Panthers run? The, the Flames had more points in the regular season than the Panthers, and the Panthers got all the way to the Cup final. And people were like, why couldn't that be Calgary? I get it, but that happens when? Since, well, I don't know, the Panthers in 96. It happens every 25 years or so. I'm always a proponent of getting into the draft lottery. That's what I keep talking about. And please, don't don't send me the, the kings of an eight seed. They were never an eight seed. They had injuries. Things just broke their way. That team had way too much talent. It was never an so eight like seed. Blues. So what would you say to people? They had Hall of Fame yeah, players yeah. on that team. What, would, what would you say to people who would mention the uh, the 2021 Canadians in that weird year? Yeah, but again. Because they would have been the equivalent of an eight seed. Right. Well, they also they also won the Campbell Conference uh, trophy. <laughs> Clarence Campbell trophy. I, I strike that, never win I that, strike that, that year off from yeah, the record. It was a weird year. Yeah, that year never happened. And again, and how did the, the, the Habs were much like the Panthers. They used their physicality to get to the cup final and did. totally ran out of gas when they got to the cup final yep. and were, just didn't have enough talent to beat the Lightning. Relied mm-hmm. on magic from their goaltender. Right, because mm-hmm. talent always wins out, Yep. yep. generally speaking. Well, size and talent now in the NHL. Always wins out, but again, until until the Flames pick in the draft lottery very high, then you potentially could be in the mushy middle. Look to that team to the West. Yeah, like like Vancouver's been chasing it That's how many years? Over ten. And if, since... if I'm a Flames fan, I don't want like what does Vancouver have to look forward to? Like, would you rather be a Canucks Another, or Flames fan? Today? They have a worse prospect pool probably than. That's what I mean. Also, how but, high do you really have to? I mean, look at Vegas's team. They have Jack Eichel. They didn't pick him. Yeah, but nope. Vegas, Vegas is different. Vegas be- is that destination where they're going to be the place for superstars. Yeah, no yeah. Well, no, now no, no. they yeah. are because they're winning games. Right. Okay, but Vegas, yeah. no, it's, but no, but they're the one-off because they got all those advantages coming into the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. Like the way the league structured it and how they made all those side deals for they wouldn't pick up players. That was just insane how many advantages they got and how many GMs were pissed off. They took advantage of the first system for of use of that yes. expansion draft. Did they yes. take advantage? Because if they that, had to deal with the Minnesota Wild and the Blue Jackets and the Thrashers and, and the, the Predators, Panthers, yeah. and yeah. all they had to That's deal with. That's how yeah. they won You're the right. Stanley Cup. Yeah. Based on those rules, yep. they were able to play with <laughs> wait, six wait, years wait, ago. Wait, 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 wait. Is it the rules or is it how GMs of some of those other teams yeah, overvalued certain players both, compared to other. It's both. both. Because they don't know what the heck they were getting themselves Come into. Come on. Nobody like, knew what was happening. Because you're absolutely right. The rules definitely were very different for Vegas compared to Columbus and Minnesota, all the teams before yeah. them. But, like, letting go of Jonathan Marcheseau, Jonathan Marcheseau is an How old- dare you not fr- francophone his name? <laughs> you were gonna. Yeah, I was about to, and then I tripped Please. over that. <laughs> letting him go and Riley Smith, among a whole bunch of other players, yeah. should go down as an all-time mistake. By the Florida Panthers organization. They wanted to keep and they Patrick literally Rick. got burned by yep. that in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I'm always a, a strip it down. And to me, if. And, and if, you see, people learned kind of with Seattle. They kind of learned, like, yep. we're not going to give Seattle this thing. And also, right. Seattle didn't go out and do like Vegas. They weren't going right. to go out and no, just leap. But it's going to. The next expansion team, and there will be a new expansion team oh, soon. Uh-huh. Houston. There will be this. Water it down some more, Gary. It will happen, and it's just it's the real teams are just going to evolve, and they're sure. just yeah. Let me let me just add something real quick because I asked this to Eric Francis yesterday, and I, he agreed with me, and and George was about to say it before he brought the other point. Unless you find a team first, you have to go to Jonathan Huberto and Jacob Markstrom, and I think Dawson Kadri too also has an NMC. You got to go to those guys and find a way to get them to waive the NMCs 
And then you have to find teams who are willing to take on those contracts. Unless you are doing that, there is no avenue where you are able to see the yeah. Calgary Flames tear it all the way down to the studs. Yeah. Okay. The closest they can do is do an aggressive retool. Right. I, I get that. But if you if you delete uh, Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm from this roster and don't add any like players, like they're going to be hard-pressed to make the playoffs. And they'll be right in the lottery. So yep. to pretending like Huberto and Kadri are going to carry this team uh, to potentially challenge for a playoff spot without those guys, I'm very skeptical about that because those guys are complementary players. What about with all due respect, Elias Lindholm's a number one center. Nazem Kadri is not. No, like Jonathan Huberto. Like, oh. The Panthers saw what they had at Jonathan Huberto and were more than happy to trade him to Calgary for Matthew Kachuk. For Matthew Kachuk, yes, right. And this isn't a slight against Jonathan Huberto. Very good player, top six, should get you a ton of points in the power play, should be a guy that you can you can win with Jonathan Huberto, right? If he's your number two, number three guy, right, on, on your roster. He's not your real number one. They like need a another Jack Eichel, like a Mark Stone in Vegas. That's fair. Like the list goes on and on and on. That's very right? fair. Because uh, I, I keep hearing that they can't tear this down. Well, what if Jacob Markstrom doesn't have a bounce back season? What if he was as mediocre as he was last season? This team's going to be hard-pressed to get into the playoffs anyway. Just that notion that Huberto and Codger are going to still be here and put this team into contention, I, I'm, I, I'm very doubtful without Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin here. That's all I'm saying. And again, it's not a slight to those two guys, no. but if you're missing your team's number one center and a top four blue liner and you got picks and prospects back for them, it's going to be a long season in Calgary. Oh, by the way, playing in division with the Golden Knights, the Oilers... Um, the uh, the Kings, Kings uh, the Kraken. Kraken. Sure, the Sharks, the they, they, they all suck. Those, yeah. They're all trash. The yeah. Ducks and Sharks are trash. But whatever. Ducks won't be trash forever, though. No, they won't be. But hey, remember last year when the Flames found ways to lose games to like take low to the standings? Yeah, 31, I can, 32 like the like, teams. Yeah, I could see a scenario where the Flames are in the lottery and they have Kadri and Huberto on this roster. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. But people are pretending like that's not that that wouldn't be the case. No, it I, could totally I, happen. It could absolutely could, those happen. Are, those I could are, also see a scenario where some of those guys bounce back and they put themselves as like a two or three seed in the division. They play up maybe some of those guys even play above themselves. Oh, a hundred percent. It's just like this roster, the composition of the roster and the possibilities are so it's weird to say endless, but like I don't know whether or not like at their they can really be that team that we expected them to be at their best last season. Or if they truly are a trash team that's going to be at the bottom, like I, I can't think of any other team that's I've ever looked at in that way. Yeah, like I, I think they're. I don't know what end of the spectrum this team is going to be on. Um, Ryan Leslie, we'll ask him that straight ahead. Um, about does does he think heading into training camp, Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm going to be on the team? Because right now we're into July already. Uh, the draft's done. Free agency's winding down here. Uh, there's still some big names out there, potentially Tarasenko. Kane, Taves. Imagine if we would have talked about this six years ago and all those guys in unrestricted pages. We'd be like, what? <laughs> this class all is of loaded. Those guys? What crazy. Pat Kane needs his hip replaced? Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we're also giving away um, tickets uh, to all 10 days of the Badlands Music Festival. Um, all 10 days. We're asking you on the text line, 960-960, uh, name and location. Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank. Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank. 960, 960, name and location. Do you want me to do this quick um, amusement park story I've been yeah. teasing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Um, apparently at an uh, amusement park in Wisconsin, a uh, big roller coaster, uh, had the loop-de-loops and the drop. 
apparently uh, in the top of a loop, uh, the roller coaster at the Six Flags Amusement Park uh, got stuck. Oh. And that would be terrifying. Like, all of a sudden, if you're not a big roller coaster guy, or you are, but again, nobody wants to get stuck. It got stuck on the top of the loop where you're hanging upside down. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's not fun. No. Like, even for five or ten minutes. They got stuck for three hours upside down. Oh. No, thank you. Oh, no. That would probably scare me off of roller coasters forever. Like, could you imagine hanging upside down for three hours, all the blood rushing to your, your head? head. Oh, no. For three hours at an amusement park. No. That's nightmare fuel. Yeah, it is. That's scary. Um, I wonder if they got free passes for life after. Probably not. Probably like a voucher <laughs> or something for some food. Hey, hey because that's some of the risk you take going to an amusement park, right? Hey, uh, sorry if you're, we let you hang for three hours. Here's a voucher for a free churro. Yeah, I, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but three hours uh, on on uh, on uh, Sneak-A-Peak? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, on the eve of sneak peek just think of those people in Wisconsin earlier this week who were hanging upside down for three hours on an amusement park ride. Not fun no. on a loop-to-loop. Um, Ryan Leslie, straight ahead, 8.30. We're giving away the tickets. Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank. Uh, you got Dennis Rodman slamming into a cliff. Yes. Patrick says harder than the Chicago Bears trying to find a quarterback. GVP brought out a workout video of a guy none of us have ever heard of. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know David Goggins wasn't common knowledge. Okay, Stay sorry. hard. <laughs> and uh, Shan was talking about uh, harder than his muscles as he's going to be our security, quote-unquote security tomorrow <laughs> for our broadcast at, uh, at the Stampede Parade tomorrow morning. Uh, Julie and I will be on location from 6 a.m. Come say hi. Uh, keep those texts rolling in 960-960. We'll give away the tickets. Uh, Michael Stone's shot was harder than blank. 96960, name and location. Uh, we'll do all of that next. Uh, it's the big show, Rustic and Rose. No Rose. Mackenzie, Sports at 960, the fan.